Welcome to the 620 Live Podcast, where we may all speak boldly. Now let's look at uh, verses 18 and 19 here from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 18. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. 19 to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 18 and 19. Where, where do you really begin? You know, let's go back to the day that you were saved. Did your parent drag you? down there now see there's a difference between your parent dragging you down there and your parent leading you down there because to me dragging implies that you don't want to go leading means that you want to go but you want some help and then walking with you for comfort and support there's nothing wrong with that but what actually well, neither of those ways bring you to Christ. Physically, yes, but we're talking about spiritually here. So what spiritually brings you to Christ? The fact is that Jesus knocking on your door of your heart, of your soul, is what grabs your attention, but believing in him even though you've never visually or physically seen him it's called faith and faith is what brings you to Christ because you see without him we can do nothing you see without Jesus there's nothing that we can do but sin and be unforgiven of those sins without Jesus we're spiritually dead without Jesus we have no hope so in order to get to Jesus so that we are not without Jesus we must crawl to him on our hands and needs and we must 100% give everything we are and we have and ever hope to be to Jesus we don't give away 99.99% of ourselves and keeping that point zero one percent for ourselves no, we give one zero zero percent to Jesus. Because really, when you think about it, any lack of 100% giving is not fully giving because there's always that point zero one percent. Let's see, what is that? The hundreds of a percent that you kept for yourself? And it's crazy that point zero one percent is selfish but it is you see Jesus could 
forcefully make us worship him. But you see, he gives us free will, and this is just my belief, is that yes, Jesus could force us to worship him, but in giving us free will, he gives us the chance to choose. And I think that takes more power than him forcing everyone. And it's very important, though, that we give all of ourselves because if we don't, then any failure falls back on who? Does it fall back on the 99.99% that we gave to God? Who, you know, by the way, created the heavens, the earth, you know, sent his son Jesus to die for us, performed miracles, split the Red Sea, Jesus rose again on the third day. I mean, I could go on and on here with what the 99.9% does or can't do. You see, that 99.99%, which is with God, can't fail because God and Jesus are perfect. They don't fall, they don't fail. They're there for us. They even sent us a helper. So if we do fall and fail, and believe me, if we don't give all of ourselves to Jesus, we will both fall and fail. But if we do fail, is it on the 99.99%? No, it's on that 0.01%. That tiny little minuscule percent, that 100th of a percent. If there's any math people out there listening to this, if I'm getting this wrong, don't quench the spirit. But um, that little bitty percent is what causes us to fail. A rock can throw a person riding a motorcycle into a tumble. And a sliver of an inch, a centimeter, can be the difference between a home run and an out. The difference between a foul ball and a fair ball. The difference between a touchdown and going for and out. And this also can be the difference between life and death. If you had gotten here one second sooner, or if the doctor had sliced just a, one centimeter to the right, You see, a lot falls within the cracks, but I think even more falls in that one hundredth of a percent. You see, that point zero one percent is kind of like a film. It's kind of like a blockage. It's kind of like a barrier to the true worship and giving over to Christ. Because only when we do that is the blockage removed. Only until we do that 
are we fully reconciled to God? You see, God and Jesus are the great surgeons. They're the great physicians. They're the great healers. And it's them that has to remove that film. But, 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 hold on. They're not going to forcefully remove it. We've got to quit holding on to that one hundredth of a percent. It's not helping us. In fact, it's doing quite a good job of hindering. Only sacrificing for us that point zero one percent can we truly be reconciled and experience the full-on 100% relationship with Jesus. See, doing this, giving over 100%, and looking back at the different things that have happened over just our lifetimes themselves, shows that all things belong to God. You see... He gave Mr. Ford the intelligence to build the car, to have that vision. You see, he gave Mr. Dunlap the intelligence to come up with the tire. Regardless of whether these two men gave credit to God or not, I did not look that up. But without God, neither one of these are invented. You see, without God, the players on the 1921 New York Giants team could not have won the World Series. Without God blessing them with the ability, with the talent, with the motivation, with the drive, without any of that, they could not have won the title. A lot of people may say, yeah, I got all this talent. I got all this athleticism. I got all this intelligence. People that are a lot smarter than me. We all have that in common that God is the one that gave us what we have. And at the end of verse 18... And maybe leading into 19, because if I go back to read it now while I'm, I'm talking, you'll hear a lot of uh, keystrokes. But we're told here that it's our mission to go forth and to make disciples. It doesn't say that specifically, because that comes from another verse in the Bible, but... You know, we're basically told to go out and share it with people. We are told, we're told that we're given the ministry of reconciliation. Again, I refer you back to we cannot save anyone. We can force people down the aisle. Or we can lead people 
down the aisle. Forcing them is nothing but an act. Leading them, guiding them down to that river, guiding them down to that altar, guiding them down to where they put their knees down if they're physically able. And the process of putting your knees down opens up your heart to Jesus. Put your knees down, open your heart, get saved. We are to go across this world digitally, physically, however way you can, and however way that God wills to reconcile or reconcile people to Christ. You see, this nation, and I can speak for it because I've noticed it a lot more, is packing on the obesity layers between Jesus and and reconciliation because they don't want to they want to live the life that they want to live they want to party the way that they want to party drink the way they want to drink make laws the way that they want to and run whatever it is that they run the way that they want to they don't want to get their toes stepped on they don't want to be told that they're doing wrong they don't want to be disciplined they don't want to be reconciled they want to stay as far away from Jesus as they possibly can because they don't want to think about what it is that they're doing. But see, we who have given up everything for Jesus, we don't want to forcibly walk people down the aisle. I mean, I'm sure it happens somewhere. But we want to be that group that leads people down the aisle. That they trust enough in us to comfort them and walk with them and guide them down to the altar and lead them to Christ. Because we cannot save anyone, but we can lead a multitude. 20 now, then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. 21 for he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 20 through 21. And here we go with um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 20 and 21. An ambassador in Christ. I look at that as you're representing Christ because that's what you know, an ambassador kind of does there. Yeah, you know, how are you representing Christ in your daily life? I know I'm not a very good example of that because, you know, I still do things that I shouldn't do um, because none of us are perfect. Am I working on it? Yeah, I, I am. But that doesn't mean that it's a completed project. In fact, I will never be completed. None of us will be. But, you know, the ambassador is one who represents Christ. Um, much as I look like a, a mascot is an ambassador for whatever team that they play for, we're mascots for Jesus. You know, we, we are the ones who live for him. But, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a high government leader, such as president, vice president. I think there's a secretary and an undersecretary and cabinet members and yada 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 doesn't matter if you're any of those if you're a christian and saved by grace 
how are you representing him in your daily life and the avenues that you have and what I'm pointing out is look at what Tim Tebow has done I'd love to meet him but you know and just talk with him but look at what he's done look at what some of these avenues of people who have done things have been able to do due to their fame due to their athleticism due to their giving God 100% of the credit because that's where it deserves to go you know you may be the president of a fortune 500 company you may be the president of I don't know if there's a fortune 100 company thing or not but you may be the president of a lower company you may be the vice president for a major corporation such as Windows you could be the secretary for vice president of research into toiletries for a company you can be a technical person that helps keep the computers running and the servers up and the website maintained you could be the receptionist anywhere you can be a contractor that comes in to help build this place or help remodel it or you could be the lowest janitor on the staff that just got hired and is one sent into the bathrooms to clean them for inspection. Oh, did I mention their public restrooms? No matter where you're at, what you do, you're still an ambassador for Christ and how how do you showcase that? How do people see Christ in you? Or do they see Christ in you? You know, I've heard several preachers and pastors give this message. Whatever you do, do it for God. And you know, that is so true but we have to ask ourselves before we can get to that point of asking that specific question is we have to ask ourselves and we have to be truthful with ourselves do you remember that point zero one percent that i mentioned about giving it to christ well when it comes to this question you have to be 100 percent honest there is no holding back because if you do, you're lying to yourself. And the question is, are you doing what you do for God or for yourself? Don't ask that and just immediately give an answer. This one involves some self-reflection because I've seen people do like content creation and then they stumble or they fall and, and it quits. And a lot of it ha may have to do with life. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying that. And I'm not trying to live somebody else's life. But what I'm saying is if you're giving God 100% of the credit, 100% of the effort, and you're doing it for him and not yourself, 
then you'll make it. You know, I know it's not cool to like do numbers or, or whatever, but this podcast, I really had to ask myself, am I doing this to get myself heard or am I doing this to speak boldly the name of Christ? It's kind of a kind of a really weird question because I do want my voice to be heard because that means that people are listening to the podcast. But what I'm getting at here is that I prayed that God would take this podcast and let it grow. Let people hear it. Now, whether one person hears it or 10,000 people hear it, I'm going to continue doing it because that is spreading the word of God and you know once I fully gave it over to him and told him I I didn't care if one person listened or if I got 3,000 downloads an episode or more I I didn't care because I wanted him to be glorified and this podcast has gone from one listener to several subscribers And several people that will just listen. You know, and I I don't know the numbers as of this morning, but I know we were nearing 700 listens. Maybe 800, but, you know, like I said, I, I can't remember exactly, but while that's not the number that a lot of other podcasts have, like, you know, more popular podcasts, I know that that's, I'm going to say 700 times that 700 people heard about Christ. It may have been the same person. It could be different people. I could probably find out, I guess. I don't know the whole analytics thing. But what I'm getting at is that that seven times the name of Jesus was spoken. Whether I make another podcast after this one or not, I mean, I'm going to unless something happens to me health-wise. At least 700 times the name of Jesus was heard, and I'm going to continue doing that. You know, because I don't want to live my life for me. I want to live my life for Jesus. You know... Verses 20 and 21 indicate that whenever we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that's when we become ambassadors for Christ. And I don't want to be an ambassador. I don't want the fame. I just want to know that people hear about Jesus. And I said I don't want to be an ambassador. I don't want to just be a plain Jane. I want to be someone who is speaking the name of Jesus. Because we're all told as Christians to feed the poor. And at church, they do that. People who need a meal can come by every Thursday at 1130 and get a free meal. And there's other places to do something similar. But you know, there's not just physical hunger. There's spiritual hunger as well. And you can listen to Matthew chapter 
14 verses 14 through 21 here that will fit both spiritual and physical hunger. I'll feed people if they need food and I haven't. But as long as I can speak and speak boldly the name of Christ, I'm going to do that too. You know, I'm going to let you hear Matthew 14, verses 14 through 21. And here it is. 14, and Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them and he healed their sick. 15 And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a desert place, and the time is now past, send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages, and buy themselves victuals. 16 But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart, give ye them to eat. 17 And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves, and two fishes. 18 He said, Bring them hither to me. 19 And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass, and took the five loaves and the two fishes, and looking up to heaven, he blessed, and brake, and gave the loaves to his disciples, and the disciples to the multitude. Twenty and they did all eat, and were filled, and they took up of the fragments that remained twelve baskets full. Twenty-one and they that had eaten were about five thousand men, beside women and children. Matthew chapter 14 verses 14 through 21 18 And Jesus came, and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. 19 Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. 20 Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever, I have commanded you and, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through 21 Alright now, do you see there where Jesus took the physical food, the, the fish and the loaves of bread, and fed the people. See, that shows an indication of how important actual eating is for a person. And whenever they had fed their fill or gotten their fill, they took up the leftovers. Now, me personally, I, I love leftovers. Although, as long as it's not like fried chicken on the bone, I can handle it. That's just nasty it just tastes weird but you know and that and there's never any leftover cheesecake that just doesn't happen when i'm around but but look at it there and jesus showing the importance of feeding the people now he also feeds them spiritually so it's saying that feeding i'm not saying that spiritual food is as important as physical food i'm saying though that there's importance in both of them there that we don't need to neglect one in favor of putting the other one higher i, I honestly think they're kind of equal because we need physical food to continue sustaining us but we also need that spiritual food to you know maintain us and to keep us you know active and close and and to be right there and and to learn you know we need that both that physical and spiritual food you get hungry when it comes to you know whatever time it is that you normally eat you know how often do you get spiritually hungry though you know eager for sunday eager for wednesday eager for 
you know, I don't know, maybe a Christian podcast that is released like every Wednesday, you know, or maybe you're on one that releases every day or one that releases just on Saturdays or, or whatever the case is. How often do you get hungry for the Word of God? Is it as much as you do for physical food? I have to admit that if I was as hungry spiritually as I am physically, I'd be like Yokozuna. You know, it seems like, you know, but that's the thing with us. A lot of times we just don't normally care about the spiritual food. But I just want to make sure that you all know that it is as important as physical hunger. And in the verses from Matthew chapter 28, we're told to spread the word. And it's Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. And we're told to spread the word. Ephesians 6, 19 and 20, which is where this podcast gets its name from, tells us we're supposed to spread the word. Speaking boldly spreads the word. Now there's many other verses in the Bible that tells us we should be witnesses and speak the word of Jesus. You can do this by, you know, either coming on this podcast and giving your testimony, giving your testimony somewhere else, spreading the word of this podcast, coming with one of your own, writing daily devotions. I mean there's so many ways you can spread the word of Christ, yet when you look around there's really not that many people that actually do it. You know, we're given all this information we can use and the ability to use it, yet many of us don't. But, you know, the Bible is considered the instruction book for life, except not many of us apply it that way. But I got two things that I want you to listen to here, and one of them is basically instructions for us in life. It comes from Proverbs chapter 3. The entire Proverbs chapter 3. And yes, I want you to listen to the whole thing. But I want you all to know that No matter where your walk is, no matter what your walk is with Jesus, that we can always improve. We can always learn. We can always grow closer. So let me take the time to say thank you for listening. I thank you for those who have subscribed. That means a lot as well as the listeners and you know check us out www.620lifepodcast.com search us up on your favorite podcast platform if we're not there let me know um and i'll try to figure out how to get it there but you know uh thank you for listening i really appreciate it and uh God bless each and every one of you. Now go and speak boldly. One, my son, forget not my law, 
but let thine heart keep my commandments. 2. For length of days, and long life, and peace, shall they add to thee. 3. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee, bind them about thy neck, write them upon the table of thine heart. For so shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. 6. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. 7. Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. 8. It shall be health to thy navel, and marrow to thy bones. 9. Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the firstfruits of all thine increase. 10. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. 11. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. 12. For whom the Lord loveth he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. 13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. 14. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. 15. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. 16. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. 17. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. 18. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is every one that retaineth her. 19. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. 20. By his knowledge the depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down the dew. 21. My son, let not them depart from thine eyes, keep sound wisdom and discretion. 22. So shall they be life unto thy soul, and grace to thy neck. 23. Then shalt thou walk in thy way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. 24. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid ye, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. 25. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked, when it cometh. 26. For the Lord shall be thy confidence, and shall keep thy foot from being taken. 27. Withhold not good from them to whom it is due, when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. 28. Say not unto thy neighbor, Go, and come again, and tomorrow I will give, when thou hast it by thee. 29. Devise not evil against thy neighbor, seeing he dwelleth securely by thee. 30. Strive not with a man without cause, if he have done thee no harm. 31. Envy thou not the oppressor, and choose none of his ways. 32. For the froward is abomination to the Lord, but his secret is with the righteous. 33. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesseth the habitation of the just. 34. Surely he scorneth the scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. 35. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. Proverbs chapter 3 